Welcome back to Yesterday Today, presenting the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm Jake Westbrook, and sitting in the very squeaky chair to my left is McLean Westbrook. Hey, I've tried every type of oil and grease in existence to get this thing to quiet down. Yeah, uh, have you tried getting a new chair? There's an option. Don't be silly, I'm not gonna go buy a new chair just because this one squeaks a little. Well, you oughta. The theme of the show this week is going back to school, as traditionally this is the week classes start up again all over the country. Yes, and I believe we have some music and a show dedicated to just that. Yeah, well, admittedly, I'm more of a homeschool booster myself these days, even though you and I are both products of our esteemed public school system. We got that quality, government-approved education, let me tell you. I'm gonna murder. I'm gonna murder that little weasel. Ah, it's our producer, and he looks about as happy as he always does. Candle wisecracks. My life is falling apart around me. It's not that bad. Not that bad. My daughter's dating Sidney Snorthoff. What crime did I commit in a past life to deserve this? Hi, everybody. Maisie, where have you been? I've been worried sick. I won't allow that creep, Sidney, to keep you out at all hours of the night. Pop, I was only gone for two hours. I still think I'm in some kind of bizarre fever dream that I'll wake up from. Maybe I am. Maybe this is all an illusion. Uh, No, sir, this is in fact reality. Listen, Maisie, you stay away from him. Sidney is a perfect gentleman. He's a little fiend. A mealy-mouthed cretin. Why can't you find a good guy like I always told you about? Pop. A guy like that. Like that Archibald Andrews. Now that's an all-American, upstanding lad. But did you find an Archibald? No. You came home with Sidney's snort off. What's the matter? You got brain damage? I... I don't want an Archibald, Pop. I want Sidney Snorthoff. He's a moose. He's worse than a moose. Heavens above and the saints be praised. Where did I go wrong? Uh, should we be here for this? I mean, we are, whether we like it or not, so... I thought my Pop would be happy for me. I found a guy I really like. Maisie, you know I care about you. I want what's best for you. It's just that there's no way Sydney's the best for you. You don't trust me to make my own decisions? Well, I'll have you know we're going out again tomorrow. Oh, I think I'm gonna be sick. Maisie, what on earth would compel you to love a... uh, To love a a, a Sydney? He's got a... He's got a quirky, cute way about him. Please don't ever refer to Sydney as cute. It triggers my gag reflex. He's different, okay? He's unlike any other man I've ever met. That's cause he ain't a man. Well, well I'm in love with him and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. I'm being punished for something, I just know it. I don't know what I did, but for something this disastrous to happen, my whole world is falling apart. I don't know where to turn. Well, we really should be getting it. Don't interrupt me when I'm feeling sorry for myself. We really should be getting into the show now. I've got a stack of 78s here all about those old school days when September was in full swing and the halls of learning were packed once again. McLean, throw him on the Victorola. I'll go out in the hall and bean myself repeatedly with the hammer. Have fun! 
arithmetic Taught to the tune of a hickory stick You were my queen in calico I was your bashful barefoot boy You rode on my sleigh I love you schmo When we were a couple of kids Studied Kim with great aplomb. Came the exams, we still work on. You know what came up? The atomic bomb. When we were a couple of kids. That's what I believe An apple for the teacher That seems the thing to do Because I want to learn About romance from you An apple for the teacher Just show that I'm meek and mild If you insist on saying that I'm just a problem child You're gonna get all my attention And your wish will be my rule And maybe you'll be good to me Just keep me after school An apple for the teacher That's how I better start Then after a while You may give in And let me bring my heart For the teacher, that seems a thing to do 
Because I want to learn about romance From you and Apple for the teacher To show I'm meek and mild If you insist on saying That I'm just a problem child You'll get all my attention Your wish will be my rule And maybe you'll be good to me And keep me after school An apple for the teacher That's how I'd better start Then after a while You may give in and let me bring my heart An apple for the teacher Is always gonna do the trick Not if you didn't study Your arithmetic I got an apple for the teacher It's gonna meet with great success Well, it won't if you didn't memorize The Gettysburg address I got a little bit of glamour And a charm that's cute and quaint I'm excuse your grammar And believe you what you ain't I got an apple, big red apple for the teacher That's how I'm fixing to start. Then after a while, I may give in and let you bring your heart. Then after a while, she may give in and let you bring your heart. C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L Just listen to them yell School is out, can't you tell When they leave the schoolroom They go to the candy store Turn on the radio And clap their hands While their favorite band swing out Swing out, that's the start of the after-school swing session The jump, jump, jumping session I'm a lucky kid, do your symphony, Sid Talking about the kids around the town I have learned my lesson, I know I'm not guessing, I can laugh and play, drop my books and run away, digging all the jive around the town. Hey mom, I've passed my tough exam, come on bring the bread and jam, gotta join the gang at the candy store, we're gonna sing and swing and swing and sing and jive, 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 at the after school swing session, the jump, jump, jumping session, I'm a lucky kid, do your symphony sit and listen to symphony sit.
Jessenio Street Listening to 
Babbitt, we've got quite a problem here, son. Let's talk it over. I could while away the hours conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching, if I only had a brain. Why, I'd unravel every riddle for most any individual, in trouble or in pain. And with the thoughts I'd be thinking, I could be another Lincoln, if I only had a brain. Oh, I could tell you why the ocean's so near the shore. I could think of things I never thought before. And then I'd sit and think some more. Why, I would not be just a nothing, my head all full of stuffing, my heart all full of pain. And perhaps I'd deserve you and be even worthy of you if I only had a brain.
right, welcome back to Yesterday Today. That was some school-themed music you just heard there. And up next on the show, we... Oh, you're back. I sure am. Huh. So, what happened to beating yourself in the head with a hammer? Couldn't find a hammer. Ah, well, we like to keep them locked away so people can't hit themselves in the head with them. So, uh, you doing alright, or...? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I was feeling pretty low for a while. But now I'm full of pep and vigor. Oh, h- how's that? You know, I did a lot of soul searching while you were playing that snoozeworthy music show of yours. I really dug deep into my psyche. Huh. And how did that go? Well, you know, I figured that my whole world is falling apart around me, sure. But does that mean I have to let it get me down? Certainly not. I tried that whole misery and despair shtick during my last couple of divorces and it got me nowhere. So I decided, if my daughter's gonna fall in love with se- With se- With a moose who shall not be named, I wasn't gonna let it get me down. Life is too short for having hangups over the little stuff. I get knocked down, and I get up again. They're never gonna keep me down. Well, that's a change from your usual attitude. Jake, I think he might be in denial. Oh, no, 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 no. I've just accepted what's going on. Is this situation ideal? Certainly not. Can I do anything about it? Doesn't look like it. So I get all bent out of shape by it. Instead, I'll focus on more positive things. Oh, like, uh, like what? Like this jigsaw puzzle right here. Ah. A whole 1,000 pieces. See the box? Once you finish it, you get a nice-looking windmill. That's, that's nice. That's very nice. Jake, I'm telling you, I think he's ready to snap. No, no, no. I'm more relaxed now than I have ever been. Look at this. I'm already almost done with this jigsaw puzzle. See how I did these little flowers over here first. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, very, very well done there. You know, uh, yeah, I I, I like this new outlook of yours. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm glad to hear you say that. Anyway... I'm working on the sky now. You know, usually that's the hardest part. But I'm really whizzing through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I don't, I don't know if that piece goes there. What's that? That piece right there. See how it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit into the space there. Huh? So it doesn't. Huh? I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the the sky can be hard. That's right. It sure can. Say, could you hand me that stapler over there? Oh, sure. Here you go. Thanks. No, whoa. Oh. Okay. There. Notice any other pieces that don't fit in where I put them? No. No, no, no. Nope. I told you. Now I'm going to put this windmill together. Why don't you go back to hosting your little clan show instead of being a backseat puzzler, okay? Alrighty. Well, next up we have an episode of The Great Gildersleeve, and... I actually chose this episode specifically because when I was when I was but a child, a a wee lad back in the day, I would always listen to this one around around about the first week of school, sort of you know, sort of a tradition, you know. So anyway, hope you guys like it. Great, not a windmill ain't gonna fit together. What kind of idiots invented windmills anyway? The French. And now let's visit our friend, the Great Gildersleeve.
Come on, wake up, Judge Hooker. Pay attention to your checkers. It's your move. I know it, Gildersleeve. I was merely studying the board. What, with your eyes closed? <laughs> Let's speed this up. We haven't got all night here. All right. There, 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 and there. <laughs> now crown me. I'd love to, but I haven't got anything to do it with. Hooker, I don't see how you keep beating me, honestly. In fact, I don't think you do, honestly. Gildersleeve, you're a pushover. You couldn't win a game from a backward baboon with a dozen checkers up your sleeve. I could, too. Um, I mean, I wouldn't need a dozen checkers. I'll show you, Hooker. Set them up again and pull in your belt. Because this time I'm going to beat the hell of Leroy. How are you tonight? <laughs> Judge Hooker. Leroy. Say, Unc, can I... Uh, can you what, Leroy? Well, I hate to keep pestering you, Bart, but can I see the circus tomorrow afternoon? Not unless they happen to pitch the tent in the front yard of the Peter B. Flugelhammer Junior High School. Is that where you go, Leroy? Yeah, Flugy Junior High. Say, I grew up with Peter B. Flugelhammer Sr. That's who the junior high school was named after. If, well, I thought the school was named after Peter B. Flugelhammer Jr. No, Junior was the son of Sr. after whom the junior high school was named. Poor Junior. He never could finish senior high. Yo. But gee, Uncle Mort, could you call up school and ask if I could skip tomorrow? I did, Leroy. I even went so far as to predict that you wouldn't be feeling very well tomorrow. What did they say? They told me that an excuse for illness while the circus is in town must be accompanied by a note from your doctor. Shucks, that's a heck of a note. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, there's no use grousing, young man. Remember, school must come first. Now, sit down and get started with your homework. Yes, Leroy, your homework, that's the thing that's going to count in later life, not going to the circus. I don't think so, Judge, because in my later life, I expect to be a lion tamer. Oh? You don't need any education for that. All you need is a kitchen chair and the right kind of breakfast food. <laughs> well, yes. This lion taming is new, though. Last week, you were going to become a pitcher with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, that was last week. Oh, Gee, I wouldn't mind missing the circus so much, Uncle Mort, but I hate to see those passes go to waste. Oh, did you get passes, Gildersleeve? Did I get passes? Yes, sir. I've got certain connections. Yeah, Uncle Mort gets the right number of beans in that jar in the drugstore window. Oh. Yes, I connected that time. <laughs> Gee, Uncle Mort, are you sure you can't take me? I'm sorry, Leroy, but you'd better make up your mind to skip the circus. Oh, gee, a guy can't get any fun out of life. Yeah. You know, Gildersleeve, sometimes I think our school system has become too scientific, too streamlined. You're right, Judge. These days, everything is streamlined. Uh, except me. <laughs> Yes. Things were a lot different in the days when I went to school. <laughs> what a memory. I sat, I sat next to Petey Flugelhammer. Huh? That was long before he was elected lieutenant governor and then named the school after himself. Oh. We had none of this modern stuff like getting a doctor's prescription to go to the circus. Yes, it was the same in my school days too, Judge. Of course, I'm not as old as you are. What do you mean, Gildersleeve? You were shaving when I was a little shaver. I was not. You were too. All right, all right. I was always taught not to contradict my elders. <laughs> it, come to think of it, Judge, we kids used to have a lot more fun than modern children have. I can still remember some of the tricks we pulled at school. So do I. Shenanigans, they were called. Yes. I'll never forget the time I dropped a paper bag full of water on the Spanish teacher. Only it turned out to be the new athletic coach. And when he caught me, boy, was he athletic. <laughs> That's nothing. I once sneaked up behind Miss Pettibone's desk and tacked her dress to the floor. <laughs> kids don't do a thing like that these days. Yeah, kids can't do a thing like that these days. <laughs> Say, uh, Judge, did you ever put eggs in the principal's umbrella? No, did you? Uh-huh. 
I had my own hen and I saved eggs for a rainy day. <laughs> I can still see him lifting that umbrella over his head. <laughs> well, I put alum in the water pitcher at our graduation exercises. Oh, that's a peachy stunt. <laughs> what happened? I didn't graduate. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, youth. Sometimes I wish I were a kid again, just so I could pull a few more of those cute little innocent juvenile pranks. Well, they're a thing of the past. Yeah. I never hear of kids doing those things these days. Not enough imagination, I guess. That's right. You know, I remember when a dog and pony show came to our town and all us kids made up our minds to go. You know how we got the afternoon off? No, how? Well, I climbed up on the schoolhouse roof and stuffed my coat into the chimney. <laughs> Boy, I wish you could have seen that smoke pour in and those kids pour out. <laughs> Gildy, I'll bet you were kind. Oh, that wasn't anything. Did I ever tell you about the time we smuggled the horse up in the bell tower at college? No. <laughs> Gee, no, Uncle Mort, tell us about it. Well, I borrowed this... Leroy, I didn't know that you were still here. Sure, you told me to do my homework. Say, did you ever do any homework, Uncle Mort? Uh, stacks of it. Gee, when did you find the time? Didn't it interfere with your jokes? Now see what you've done, Gildersleeve, giving the boy a wrong impression of our childhood. Me? You started it, tacking teacher's skirts to the floor. And you, a superior court judge. Aren't you ashamed? Well, how about you, egging the principal on and trying to brain everybody with bags of water? What do you mean, everybody? Just our Spanish teacher, Miss Olofsson, that's all. Now, Leroy, don't get us wrong. Judge Hooker and I were merely reminiscing about an era that doesn't exist anymore. I'll say it doesn't. You couldn't get away with those corny gags today. Those gags weren't corny, Leroy. They were mighty clever. <coughs> huh? oh, oh, yes, yes. They were terrible. The big kids made me do them. I'm ashamed of myself. Aren't you, Judge Hooker? Yes. I was a bad boy. <laughs> yes. You see, Leroy? Gee, you two treat me as if I was 12 years old. You are 12 years old, Leroy. Sure, I know, but I don't like to be treated that way. Yeah. You'll have to hurry, Marjorie, if you're going to the circus with me. I'm almost ready. What's the rush, Uncle Mort? Well, I'd like to get there on time for once. No matter when I start, it seems I always arrive in time to get caught in the opening procession. One year, a hippopotamus chased me around the ring twice and I never did find my seat. <laughs> it's too bad Leroy couldn't get off from school to come with us. Yes, the poor boy. Well, we'll bring him back a red balloon and a little whip it, with a tassel. <laughs> hey, anybody home? Hi. Leroy! Gee, I'm glad I caught you before you left for the circus. Leroy, what are you doing home at this hour? School was dismissed just now. Come on, let's go to the circus. By the way, Leroy... Why were classes dismissed? Well, uh, you might call it an accident. Accident? What was the accident? Oh, nothing serious. Then what was it? Oh, it seems they had to get all the students out quick on account of all the rooms had to be aired out. Aired out? They did? Why? Well, nobody knows for sure exactly, but the general opinion is that uh, somehow or other, a stunt got into the air conditioning system. Oh! <laughs> I've ever seen. How did you like the fellow who did the swan dive into the tank of burning gasoline, Uncle Mort? I liked him, but I don't think Secretary Ickes would. <laughs> Leroy, there's something that's been troubling me. It's that skunk in your school. You mean Mr. Proctor, the principal? No, Leroy! <laughs> 
The one that got into the air conditioning system. Do you happen to know how it got in there? No, I don't. Say, remember the tiger that rode on the elephant's back? How did they train him to do that, Uncle Mort? Oh, with kindness, I suppose. Leroy, did you happen to have anything to do with it? With the tiger, Uncle Mort? No, the skunk. That wasn't a skunk, Uncle. It was a tiger. Tigers and skunks have different kinds of stripes. I know they have. I'm talking about school. But, you know, I've been thinking. Isn't it a strange coincidence that this accident occurred on the day the circus came to town? Yeah, funny, ain't it? Uh. Say, Uncle Mort, what do you think would happen if when the lion tamer had his head in the lion's mouth, the lion suddenly had a sneeze? Well, I don't think anyone would say gesundheit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Leroy, I hope that nothing Judge Hooker and I said about our school day pranks caused you to try to imitate us. Oh, no, sir. You understand we were just talking about old times. Yes, sir, like Judge Hooker says. That's about all you old-timers have got left. Your memory. Yeah. What did you say? Uh, Good afternoon, Bertie. Is Leroy home from school yet? Well, let me look in the refrigerator. Uh, No, sir. Did you expect to find him in there? (laughs) No, but I can tell if he's here by what ain't. Well, maybe he wasn't hungry this afternoon That boy, why, he's nothing but appetite held together by skin and bones Oh, what's the matter? Well, there's a lot of strange things going on at Leroy's school And I'm afraid that maybe I'm partly to blame How come you messing around to school? Is you one of them pants teachers? (laughs) No, it's just that Judge Hooker and I were talking about some little pranks we used to play when we were in school a little uh, harmless things, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, well, Leroy happened to overhear us, and now I'm afraid he's showing us the modern versions with the uh, chromium trimmings. Uh-huh. Uh, what makes you think little Leroy's doing former diddles? Well, uh, did you read the afternoon paper? No, sir. It never gets to me till the following morning. Oh, yes. Well, I've got it right here. Listen to this. Juvenile Joker startles school. Police were called early today to investigate a large, stout lady's body seen suspended from the window of Principal Poultney Proctor at Flugelhammer Junior High School. Oh, who was it, Miss Proctor? Yes. No. Listen. Closer inspection revealed that the body was a dummy, stuffed with old football pads, wearing a green and purple silk dress, size 48. Green and purple silk? Size 48? Yeah. Sounds like my Sunday go-to-meeting dress, the one that was kidnapped off the clothesline last night. Yes, doesn't it? Well, what's my dress doing in the newspaper? I don't know, Bertie. <laughs> Shh, Bertie, here comes Leroy. Do you think he did it? Shh. Afternoon, Uncle Morse. Hiya, Bertie. Say, is this your old dress? That's my new dress, Leroy, and what you doing with it? Why, Piggy Banks just gave it to me. He says the wind must have blown it over into his yard. He found it under a window. Young man, isn't this the dress that was hanging out of Mr. Proctor's window this morning? You mean on the dummy that was suspended from school? If... Well, how could it be if it belongs to Bertie? What do you think, Bertie? I ain't saying nothing. I'm only too glad to get my dress back without paying ransom. I'm going to hide it this time. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Uh, Look, Leroy, don't think of me just as your uncle and your guardian. Think of me as your pal, your buddy. Now, if there's anything that's troubling your little mind, why don't you just come right out with it? Well... Okay, Uncle. There is something that's been bothering me. I understand. Go right ahead, my boy. What is it? Well, how did you ever get that horse up into the bell tower at college? Oh!
come here tonight, Judge Hooker, is because you and I are turning Leroy's school topsy-turvy. Why, I haven't been near the place. We've been doing it by remote control. Remember how we shot off our mouths in front of Leroy about our school day monkey shines? Yes, and say, I just remembered another one. Forget it. Leroy has been up to all our old tricks. Oh, his teachers have caught him, huh? No, that kid's smarter than we were. But we got to stop him from going on with him. Well, maybe if I gave him a little lecture... Hooker, you don't understand children. That wouldn't work at all. We've got to pretend we don't know what's going on. That shouldn't be hard for you to do. <laughs> when Leroy comes in, that'll be our cue to start casually chatting about the evils of practical joking. Yeah. Yeah, subtle propaganda, you know. How about it, Hooker? We can try it. Too bad this whole thing had to happen. You know, Gildersleeve, it would never have started if you hadn't opened your fat face. Me? Why, it was you that started it, you little travesty on justice. Is that so? Why, Gildersleeve, if you had the intelligence of a jackass... Uh, but no, why should I daydream? <laughs> There's no use arguing with you. Why not? Because I don't argue with blubberheads. Well, I do, you blubberhead. <laughs> Just because you're a judge, do you think? No, I can answer that myself. You don't think. Don't you provoke me, you big water wind. Oh, that settles it. I'm going to lambaste you with... Oh, excuse me, I didn't think... Oh, uh, oh, come right in, Leroy. I was uh, I was just telling Judge Hooker how to uh, baste a lamb. Wasn't I, Judge Hooker? Huh? Uh, oh, yes, yeah. yes. Don't let us disturb you, Leroy, my boy. Go right ahead and do your homework. Just pay no attention to us. I won't. Uh, as we were saying, Judge, uh, don't you think that juvenile delinquency often starts with some innocent boyish prank? When were we saying that? Oh, uh, of course, Gildersleeve. Uh. Quite often, a young fella starts out for a lark and winds up in a cage. How's that? Oh, Judge. <laughs> then you think that their practical joking can lead to a serious consequences? Surely. Yeah. It starts out with a fella dipping girls' pigtails into inkwells, and then he becomes bored with that and puts firecrackers in the coal scuttle. Yes, or water in the teacher's galoshes, and then setting them out to freeze. Never heard of that one before. Huh? That's only good in real cold weather. Well, in summertime, you can always put flypaper on all the chairs. Yes. With the words, kick me, printed on the back. <laughs> Say, I did that when I was in fourth grade. You should have seen the fun at recess. You know, I used to hunt for frogs during recess and put them all in the lunchboxes. <laughs> Once I made a mistake and put one in my own lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about the time that I snagged our principal's wig with a fish pole and then hoisted it to the top of the flagpole? Oh, boy. I wish I could have seen... Oh, my goodness. What have we been saying? Huh? Leroy, don't you pay any attention to this old... Uh, say, where is Leroy? I don't know. You said pretend he wasn't here, and by George, he isn't. Yes, and a lucky thing, too. How did we ever get started talking like that again? I remember distinctly. You began it, Gildersleeve. Me? Why, you feeble little fuddle-headed fuddy-duddy. Smile when you say that, Gildersleeve. Smile? I'll laugh right out loud. <laughs> Hello, Marjorie. Hello, Pierpont. I came to see Meatball. Who? Meatball. You know, Leroy. Only he don't like us kids to call him Leroy anymore. Like I don't like to be called Pierpont. All right. Piggy. <laughs> Come on in. Oh, Leroy. Piggy Banks is here to see you. Come on to the library, Piggy. It's right that way. Thanks. 
Well, come on in. Don't be bashful. But your uncle, that's him behind that newspaper, ain't it? What's the matter with him? Oh, nothing. He always does that after dinner. He's digesting his food. Oh. Ain't we going to disturb him? No, we had roast beef and potatoes for dinner. Nothing will bother Unc for another hour at least. <laughs> now, let's get going on that history stuff. Well, I know Miss Keller's going to ask us about the vice presidents tomorrow. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. She's going through the book exactly the way she did last year. The first time I took the course. Okay, I, I think I got them memorized. But is she going to ask us the names of all the vice presidents? She did last year. I kept a diary. All right, but gee, what a question to ask. Well, you check the list and see if I get them right. Shoot. Uh, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Aaron Burr, uh, uh, Aaron Burr... Well, you said that. Mm. Say, Meepaw, what do you think of the stuff that's been pulled off at school lately? Oh, I don't know. What do you think of it? Oh, I don't know. Have any idea who's doing it? Gee, I don't know. You got any idea? Well, I don't know. Who do you think? I don't know. Let's get back to the vice president. Okay. Shoot. Uh, John Adams, uh, Thomas Jefferson, Aaron Burr. Uh, say, I wonder who put the iron sulfide in Miss Keller's inkwell. How'd you know it was iron sulfide, Meatball? Shucks, anybody knows that's the stuff that puts the smell in inkwell. You know who pulled that one, Piggy? Let's get back to Vice President. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Aaron Burr. Uh, oh, gee, I don't know what good knowing the Vice President is going to do a guy who's going to be a stuntman in the movies. I thought you were going to be a lion tamer. Well, lion taming's just one of the stunts I'm going to do. Talking about stunts, did you hear about the one somebody just pulled tonight over in the schoolyard? Which one's that? Ah, I bet you know about it already. Well, maybe I do and maybe I don't. I ain't saying. What are you talking about? Oh, about what they did to old man Flugerhammer's statue. <laughs> somebody dressed him up in a set of red flannel underwear and a corset. No kidding! <laughs> yeah. Boy, if they ever find out who did that, they'd be expelled from school prano, I bet. <laughs> Let's get on with the vice president's pig. All right. Say, could I borrow a glass of water? We had corned beef for dinner. Sure. Come on out in the kitchen. I'll get it for you. Boy, wait till Mr. Proctor sees the woolies on Flugie. <laughs> Did I hear right? Red flannels and a corset on Flugie? Or was I just dreamy? No. There's Piggy Banks' hat. It's true. Oh, let me think. Yes, that's what I'll have to do. Yes. Six. Hooker's just as much to blame as I am. I can't let Leroy be expelled. Hello, Judge. This is Gildersleeve. you got to help me with something. I can't explain now, but I'll pick you up in about ten minutes. we got a date with an old schoolmate of yours. You sure this is the right part of the schoolyard? Why, of course. Not so loud, Gildersleeve. Oh. I'm a superior court judge. Can you picture what would happen if I'm caught? Yes, scandalous, isn't it? <laughs> oh, why do I let you get me into situations like this? Because you haven't got any more brains than I have. And where in the name of Goots and Borglum is that statue? <coughs> Never mind, I found it. <laughs> yeah, that's Flugelhammer up there. 
Flannels, corsets, and all. Let's not hang around here all night, Gildersleeve. Come on, I'll boost you up. Well, wait a minute, I take this top coat off. All right. Yeah. There, that's better. All right, get down now. <sighs> Upsy daisy. Oh! oh, my poor back. You'll cave it in. <laughs> Push my other foot up, Judge. I will if you take it out of my hip pocket. <laughs> yeah, there. Is that better? No. Ow! Now it's in my ear. Well, in one ear, not the other. Gildersleeve, get up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. What's wrong? Judge, do you notice a sudden cold wind? <laughs> no, can't say that I do. Which way is it coming? Up. Uh, Judge, hold my feet so I won't fall. I got him, I got him. You're all right, solid as a rock. No, no, you're holding Pete's feet. What? The flat-footed flugelhammer. Yeah, that's better. Now I can get to work. I wonder where Leroy ever found this corset. Make it snappy, Gildersleeve. Who do you think you are, Gypsy Rose Lee? Yep. Okay, okay, I've got it now. Here, catch it, Judge. Hurry up before somebody catches us. All right. Hey, Leroy must have sewn this underwear on. I never knew the little rascal could sew. How's it coming, Gildy? Just another second. Cut out that whistling, Judge. I'm not whistling. That must be the night watchman. Come on, rip it off. Let's scram. Okay, head for the car, Judge. Uh, this way, Judge. Quit calling me Judge, Gildersleeve. Don't you believe him, Gildy? Oh! Scatter, Judge, scatter! I'll meet you at the drugstore. sent for us, Uncle Mort. Well, now, you let me handle the whole thing, Marjorie. Do you think that Leroy might be in some trouble? Well, I didn't want to tell you, Marjorie, but your brother has turned his school into a midget version of Hell's a Poppin'. <gasps> Leroy? But he had such a fine record. He had, until he heard Judge Hooker and me brag about the foolish antics we performed as children. Oh, I hang my head when I think of it. And I'd like to hang the judges, too. Oh, now, Uncle Mort, he can't be that serious. No? Well, come on. You'll see. You know, after all, boys will be boys. Leroy is just a bit high-spirited. And what's wrong with that, sir? You were a boy once yourself, weren't you? Me? No. Uh, I was talking to the principal. <laughs> Rehearsing, I mean. <laughs> after you, my dear. Yes. Look at George Washington and the cherry tree. Just high spirits? Washington was a boy, too. We were all boys. Uncle, are you all right? Of course I am. No, no, I'm not. It's been a long, long time since I was called to the principal's office, but I still get that old feeling. Me too. Yeah. Well, brace up, Uncle Mort. Here we are. Okay. Let's go in. Hope he doesn't make us stay after school, Marjorie. Uh, Mr. Proctor? Yes? If I'm Leroy Forrester's uncle, and this is his sister, Marjorie. Well, I'm glad to see you two. I want to talk to you about that young man. Yes, I know, Mr. Proctor. Really, he's a fine boy at heart. I realize that. There's something I want to tell you. Sure, about. but you were a boy once yourself, weren't you, Mr. Proctor? Uh, of course I was. Uh, you see, Marjorie, didn't I tell you? <laughs> Mr. Proctor was a boy once himself. <laughs> Probably high-spirited, too. Surely. Now, about your nephew. I hope you're not going to be harsh with him. But why should I be, Mr. Forrester? Uh, excuse me, my name's Gildersleeve. Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Glad to meet you, Mr. G- 
Did you say Gildersleeve? Yes. Did I say something wrong? That happens to be my name. And does that happen to be your top coat hanging on that hook? Where? If... Yes. How did it happen to get here? Last night, that coat with your name in it was found by our night watchman. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. I just remembered a dental appointment. One moment. There's something else that belongs to you. Your red flannel underwear and your corset. Corset? Why, Uncle Mort. I don't understand. Neither does Mr. Proctor. I understand only too well. Are you ashamed of yourself? A grown man. A big, fat, grown man. Going around at night putting union suits on statues. Yeah. Uncle Mort, what is this? Now, can't you explain? Sure, if I can get a word in edgewise. Actions speak louder than words, Gildersleeve. It's a lucky thing for you that Leroy Forrester is your nephew. It is? Yes. I'd expose you in a minute, but I don't want to spoil Leroy's big day. Leroy's big day? Oh, what has he done now? That's why I sent for you. Today, he's going to be presented with the Chamber of Commerce Medal as the outstanding student in Flugelhammer Junior High School. What? Leroy? Well, I knew it all along. That's a beautiful medal, Leroy, and I'm mighty proud of you. But, uh, won't you answer just one question for me, my boy? What is it, Unc? Who was responsible for all those escapades around your school? Now, Uncle Mort, I, I positively don't know. What's more, I don't want to know. And, and even if I did know, you don't think I'd squeal on my pal Piggy, do you? Uh, you're a bright boy, Leroy. Good night. <laughs> Original music heard on this program was composed and conducted by William Randolph. This is Jim Bannon speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company and inviting you to... All right, this has been Yesterday Today. That was the great Gildersleeve, which about wraps us up for now. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, where'd the producer go? Well, he finished his puzzle, uh, more or less, and then he went to get a frame to put it in. Oh, a frame for his puzzle? Is he one of those people? I, I guess. Uh, we should just be happy he hasn't gone out to kill Sydney. Well, how can you be sure about that? When was the last time you saw Sydney? Right now, actually. Hey, fellas. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I just went out on my first date with Maisie. Yeah, we know, Sydney. She was, uh, she was here earlier. Oh, oh, it's amazing. Unbelievable. A guy like me going out with a girl like Maisie. Can you believe it? I don't believe it. It's unbelievable. Do you believe it? Sydney, I mean this as sincerely as possible. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. I, I got to be the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> and she didn't even find me repulsive. Well, ain't that a kick in the head, huh? Well, listen, Sydney, we're happy for you, but I, I don't know if the producer's quite as happy as we are. He seems a little... No, don't worry about him. I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine. Every father's a little protective of their daughter, you know. It's, it's the father instinct, I'm told. But, I mean, who wouldn't want me, Sidney Snornhoff, taking their daughter out? Our producer? Ah, nonsense. He'll come around. I'm I'm so lovable. My my charms are so endearing that... Oh, what's this? Oh, that that's his uh, puzzle. He He put that together just now. <laughs> well, he didn't do a very good job. <laughs> He's got a bunch of pieces here on a place, especially in the sky right there. It's just, ah, this is a complete rookie job. Ah, an expert puzzlehead like me can easily recognize this kind of mistake here.
Uh, well, I think he's pretty sensitive about that puzzle, Sydney. so you should probably just... Well, of course he is. A puzzle is a very personal thing. Uh, where is he, anyway? Oh, he went to go get a frame for the puzzle. Well, he can't go framing a puzzle with pieces out of place here. I'm just gonna fix it. Sydney, I'm telling you, I don't think you should be messing with the... Alright, I found the biggest, heaviest, fanciest frame I could. This puzzle's gonna look fantastic. What's this? Oh, hello there, sir. I just got back from my date with your daughter. She's a lovely girl. You raised a good one. You, I... <laughs> anyway, I just noticed that your puzzle here had a few pieces out of order, I, so I figured if you were going to frame I, I, it, you would want it done correctly, so I, I, I took the liberty. Uh, Sydney, uh... I just switched a few pieces around, and uh, now you're good to go. <laughs> you're, you're dating my daughter. She's somehow attracted to you. The bane of my existence. And now, you've sullied and adulterated my jigsaw puzzle. The last thing I had any control over in my otherwise depressing existence. <laughs> yes, sir. Anyway, bring that big, heavy, fancy frame over here and we'll put this baby away for future generations to enjoy. Sydney? Yes? I'm putting your head to this frame. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, but but how would the, uh, what are you going to do with the, uh, the puzzle? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get over here, Sydney. I ain't going to hurt you. I'm just going to kill you. Come here, Sydney. No, no, this is no. the last time you're ever going to no, breathe, no. Sydney. I'm going to break every fragile little bone in that tiny, mousy frame of yours. What's with that frame? You're got McLean, you, you just framed McLean. One side, one side. Come here, Sydney. McLean, McLean, if McLean, McLean, are you okay? McLean, McLean, speak if, to me. What, what, what is it? What? If you want more yesterday today, visit KISUFM or wherever you get your podcasts. <sighs> oh, you're fine. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening to Yesterday Today. Um, music heard in this episode included "School Days" by Johnny Mercer. After School Swing Special by Louis Jordan, and Apple for the Teacher by Bing Crosby and Connie Boswell, If I Only Had a Brain by Kay Kaiser, Love Never Went to College by Bob Chester, You're in Education by Larry Clinton, and Intro by Home. Anyway, I hope you all come back next week. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a change in pace from our usual programming, planning on doing an all-music autumn special. While Sydney and the producer, you know, sort out their differences, whatever that looks like, uh, we're going to be playing some autumn-themed songs. It'll be, should be a good time. So we'll see you for that, and have a nice week. Sometimes I wish we could turn back the clock and be kids all over again. Freddie Rich, a little school day music, please. It's just before dawn. <laughs> yeah, just about. The sky is already beginning to show some streaks of light in it over there in the east. Just ask for Maxwell House. Always good for the last drop. The morning star gets wonderful bright the minute before it has to go. That's Howie Newsom's milk wagon coming down Main Street. Children, time to get up. Flavor is behind this popularity story, of course. The rich, satisfying Maxwell House flavor. The results from the skillful blending of these premium, highland-grown Latin American coffees. George, you'll be late for school. George, look sharp. Come on, Pa. North, east, south, and west, it's Maxwell House wherever you go. That first bell will be ringing any second now. Yes, and there she goes. First bell for school. 
kids will all be racing now, looking under the bed for books, and generally raising pretty much of a rumpus. Things were a lot different in the days when I went to school. <laughs> what a memory. I can still remember some of the tricks we pulled at school. So do I. Shenanigans they were called. Yes. The last time I was in Hasbro Kites, Lou, I stopped around to see my old schoolhouse. Just an ivy-covered old building. Gee, but it looked beautiful to me. A little red building nestled in the woods. one of the loveliest features of this lovely little town. Shimmering poplars, stately elms, giant maples lining the quiet streets. And as they turn from crimson to gold, the leaves come drifting down. We'll skip a couple of more hours now, which brings us right into the evening. You can hear the choir practice going on in that little white church down the street. The children are at home doing their schoolwork. Day is running down like a tired clock. Moon's out, bright and full. There's George up there in the window, leaning out, calling. Emily, Emily. Oh, hello. Why isn't the moon like terrible? Yeah. Boy, Lou, you know those school days were mighty happy days. <laughs> 